So there were only two halves of the year. So Samhain was the end of the year, beginning of the next. It was like a thinning of the veil, if you will, from one year to the next. And so a lot of people believed it was also a thinning of the veil from one world to the next. So spirit uh, energy was lifted. The fairies would come out and try to trick you into going with them through the veil. So in order to, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but one of the reasons that this is so cool is because in order to prevent yourself from getting tricked, in order to prevent yourself from getting lured, you would disguise yourself. You would dress up as someone else. Boys would dress up as girls. You'd wear masks. You would kind of like be out in in the in the shadows of darkness to try to evade the, the fairies. Um, so that's really cool. I like that. <laughs> this is um, hilarious. Evasion of the fairies. Hello, hello, and happy Halloween to everyone who is out there celebrating, excited about it, getting witchy with it. Um, Lindsay is actually freakishly knowledgeable on the topic of the history of Halloween. Um, so we thought it'd be fun to do a little episode today to kind of talk on the history of it, the witchery of it, maybe get into some fun rituals you can do, some ways to take advantage of the energy on Halloween. So that's what we're geeking out about today. And this should be Halloween's a Monday, right? This is going to publish on the actual day. Yeah. Perfect. Love it. Monday, Monday, Monday. So hope everybody's having a fantastic day. Are you feeling the spooky energy? <laughs> feeling the vibes. <laughs> feeling the vibes? Digging into the vibes? I, I've i always loved Halloween. I mean, I guess every kid loves Halloween. My, my kids love Halloween, mainly because of the candy, right? You get treats, you get to like be out past dark and, and dress up and it's a fun time. Uh, it wasn't until I was old, you don't really ask questions about it. It wasn't really until I was older that I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is this holiday? And to be honest, okay, full disclaimer first, I'm going to say some things that may possibly be construed as opinions, but it is just history, <laughs> Okay. So that being said, I'm not here to judge anybody's religion. I'm not here to judge anybody for anything. This is just the facts laid out as the historians have pulled them from history. Now, it is a fact that certain holidays have been kind of rebranded for other certain religions, and it is just what it is. Halloween is one of the few that was attempted to be rebranded and just really couldn't be. I mean, it is, if you think about the traditions and what we're doing, it is steeped, steeped in Celtic and pagan uh, themes. So that's kind of what we're going to get into today and just kind of giving you a brief history of what it actually is. So first of all, Halloween, All Hallows Eve is technically the night before All Saints Day, right? And I'm not too, uh, privy to what All Saints Day entails, and maybe some people can educate me on that, but that's what the name, that's where that name Halloween comes from. All Hallows Eve, around the 600s, it was kind of shortened uh, to Halloween, and we kind of just kept it that way. It is generally agreed upon that Halloween is closely connected, if not the uh, successor of what 
is called Samhain, which is the Celtic pagan holiday harvest festival of the end of the year. It's the beginning of a new year, the end of the year. It actually quite literally translates to summer's end. And back in the day, like the first uh, the first record of this being celebrated was like the first century. And it is almost certainly way, way older than that. So Samhain, uh, at, at the time when you celebrate Samhain and with the calendar as it was, there were only two halves of the year. There was, there was Samhain and there was Beltane, which was the beginning of like the summer holidays. So let me see if I get my facts right here. I'm trying to remember everything. So there were only two halves of the year. So Samhain was the end of the year, beginning of the next. It was like a thinning of the veil, if you will, from one year to the next. And so a lot of people believed it was also a thinning of the veil from one world to the next. So spirit uh, energy was lifted. The fairies would come out and try to trick you into going with them through the veil. So in order to, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but one of the reasons that this is so cool is because in order to prevent yourself from getting tricked, in order to prevent yourself from getting lured, you would disguise yourself you would dress up as someone up boys would dress up as girls you'd wear masks you would kind of like be out in in the in the shadows of darkness to try to evade the the fairies um so that's really cool I like that (laughs) this is Um, hilarious evasion of the fairies you gotta evade the fairies now I love the idea of fairy I love fairies but the true the true nature of fairies, the legends of the fairies, they're not nice. They're very right? tricky. Aren't they supposed to be mischievous? That's like their whole vibe. They're very mischievous, yes. To the point where like there were in in the in Scotland, Ireland, and a lot of the UK, the fairies, if you had a, a sick baby, you would <laughs> there's legends that you would leave it in the forest for the because because you accidentally took a fairy baby. Like it wasn't your baby. If your baby was born sick, <laughs> this baby ain't my baby. It was it was a fairy baby and you'd leave it in the woods and and hope and pray that the fairies would see this baby trade it out for your baby. Casual which, baby swap. Which you know didn't <laughs> didn't usually happen. That's funny. <laughs> so the baby would just die in the woods. On that high note, <laughs> let's move on. So fairies were definitely yeah. a real part of their culture and you would try to like evade your uh, evade them and, and avoid being like taken to the to the fairy world. Um, so with this new year celebration, which is really what it was, you would harvest, there would be a big harvest. There'd be a big feast. The thinning of the veil with spirits means you would prepare food for your ancestors. You would decorate, you would carve faces into turnips and leave them in your window so that you would also ward off evil spirits. So not just the welcoming of your ancestors, but also to ward off these like mischievous fairies and also mischievous spirits as well. Um, there's also a lot of divination because in this time of thinning of the veil, you your the energy is heightened, right? So you would you would do a lot of fortune telling. People still do this with New Year celebrations in general, but things like carving an apple into as long of a peel as you can and throwing it on the floor or tossing it over your shoulder to see what letter it creates, and that's who you're going to marry. Bobbing mm-hmm. for apples has a big tie with like how many kids you're going to have, kind of thing. How many apples can you catch? This is all like divination. And then of course you get into the more witchy stuff like cauldrons and um, by the way, the image of a witch with a with a hooked nose and the moles and the cauldron and eating babies, that's definitely a Christian invention because there is no record of witches like that before this kind of religion took over. Um, again, not an opinion. It is just what happened. So sorry about it. 
so yeah, lots of lots of cool stuff. And, and as you can probably see, there's a lot of parallels to what we do now. The reason we do pumpkins is because quite simply, we have pumpkins and pumpkins are not native to the UK, especially at that time. So they would use turnips and things like that. They would even put little candles in them <laughs> like we do now. Um, what else? What else? Oh, so another way to avoid getting tricked into the netherworld or wherever is you would bribe, you would leave bribes on your doorstep. So mm. like treats, right? Right. So treats. take this treat instead of me and my soul. Take this treat, please. <laughs> I hope, yeah, I hope that this is good enough. And there's also stories and um, cultural references of like, because it is in the veil of darkness, because everybody's disguised right now, because they're trying not to get taken. Uh, it's also a really good time to play pranks. So you're already disguised. You're already in the dark. Why not take a few crops from the farmer? Why not like tip over his, I don't know, washing bucket or whatever. Uh, and so another reason they would leave stuff on their doorstep is not only for the for the fairies or the evil spirits, was, but was also for people like saying, don't, please don't mess with my farm this year. Here, have this. Don't mess with me. So that's kind of where we get trick or treat. Give me a treat or I will trick you. Um, now it's just egging people's houses, which I hope nobody listening to this does. It's terrible. And it's really hard to get out. Um, let's see what else, what else, what else, what else? I was yeah, researching I mean, when I was reading about it, they say that it's called like the witch's new year because of that whole thing that you just described. So in my mind, I was like, hmm, sounds like a good time then to do any sort of like new year's rituals, intention setting, you know, burning yeah. of the old, welcoming in the new type of vibes aside from just like ancestral connection and mm -hmm. any other type of divination you would want to do it seems like it'd be a perfect time yeah. to set intentions and I know there's people listening to this thinking wait a second isn't day of the dead where they honor their ancestors exactly the same day as all saints day and yes you are actually correct and it's also the first day of the celtic or slash pagan new year so it is very interesting. And these aren't the only two references we have to something like a, a reverence for ancestors on this day. For some reason, around the globe, multiple, multiple cultures who really have no reason to interact with each other and gain these kind of things from each other will have this very specific celebration on this very specific time of year. So it is, it is something to look into if you're so inclined. I just think it's very fascinating. And there there are you know obviously multiple examples of this throughout throughout history and throughout um with different things like pyramids pyramids you can find in mexico pyramids you find in egypt you find there's one in alaska like you just this these global concepts that really have no reason for being that we know of just tend to be a real thing so it it is very interesting just a side note i am doing an ofrenda this year um which if you don't know is the is the mexican tradition of leaving uh pictures um what, are, what are, dedications offerings to your ancestors um on some kind of altar platform shelf i think and it should be prefaced for all the latin people out there who about to get mad at Lindsay for being a white girl doing this that she is married to a mexican man and has mexican kids so that's <laughs> part of the reason why she wants to do it well yeah i mean I, not that I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be offended as a Mexican yeah. person, if someone wanted to do an ofrenda and they're not Mexican, I would think that's sweet, cool, embrace my yes. culture. My culture is cool, but you know how people out there. Be I forget all that people don't their know panties that. in a wad over every single little thing. And it's funny, like they he never would have put out an ofrenda if I wasn't like, let's do an ofrenda. <laughs> He's like, all right, let's do it. 
So, and, and, you know, call it what you want to call it. If you have some sort of altar to, to honor your ancestors and leave offerings for them, there's, like I said, it's in every culture almost. I think it is such an ancient thing ingrained within us. We've always, as a human race, been so tied to death and connected with death that it's only recently in society that it's become this like foreign thing that we don't see, that we don't touch, that we don't experience um, unless you do until you do. But, but yeah, back in the day, our, all of our, all of our cultures were like steeped in death. You would, you would have ceremonies, you would have, you know, like I said, celebrations, harvest festivals. So anyway, death, <laughs> death Halloween. is a theme. Death is a Wait, but I want to say something about the self-friendness. First of all, yeah. will you walk us through like what it can look like an example of like things you would do and offer to your ancestors? Because even me, the majority of my blood comes from Mexico and Guatemala, but because a lot of my Mexican ancestors are from big cities, this isn't really a popular thing unless you're in like small towns. So nobody in my, I've never seen anyone in my family do this. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's partially because I'm a whitewashed Mexican person, but also partially because even my Mexican family has never like made an offend. I've never seen this before. Um, Probably the most knowledge I would have on it is like watching Coco. Yeah, Uh, which probably a lot of people, that's where they would have their only knowledge of it. So if you wouldn't mind sharing with us like some things you can do, I know you can like leave food and candles and pictures, but what are you planning on doing this year? So what I'm planning on doing is um, kind of a hybrid situation. Like again, I don't, I think it has to be, you you can subscribe to a certain culture's way of doing it. um, But because like we have so many cultures in just our house, I am going to, I call it an ofrenda because that is, I don't know what the term is in, in, you know, Celtic culture. I don't know what that term would be. Um, but the idea is generally the same framed pictures. If you have them. And I have heard before, don't put anybody that's alive on your ofrenda. It's like a bad, <laughs> bad, bad juju to proclaim them with all the dead people. <laughs> like, I Makes don't sense. know. I, do, I don't know how true this is. And I think it has a lot to do with like, your own acceptance of that belief as most things do but if you can avoid it I mean (laughs) it's probably better safe than sorry to just put the deceased and the people that you are honoring um on your on your altar if you're ready to heal from the past start manifesting your highest potential and love yourself deeply through the process you're in luck because I just opened up a few new one-on-one coaching spots As your transformation facilitator, I help you to expedite your healing, accelerate your growth, and design your life intentionally with me as your unconditional support, guiding, and holding space for you along the way. It's a little bit tricky for me to put into words exactly what happens in each session as they are so unique and my coaching style is deeply intuitive, so here are some client experiences that I will read to you to give you an idea of what it's like. In their words... (laughs) I'm a new and improved version of myself after working with Kelsey. I have so much less anxiety, so much more self-compassion, and, in all caps, (laughs) the emotional resilience and freedom I've tapped into is unreal. Another client of mine said, I honestly cannot begin to tell you the shift that has occurred for me already. I was in such turmoil before we started working together, and now I can access so much more joy and positivity. I have never been able to do this before. Kelsey is amazing. This work is amazing. Even my doctor is extremely impressed by what Kelsey and I have been able to accomplish together. 
I've tried traditional therapy, and while I did make some helpful discoveries in this, I find my healing sessions with Kelsey to be even more life-giving. With all that being said, if you're feeling the call or even just curious, you can learn more about working with me at kelseyaida.com coaching, and I will link to this in the show notes. I've seen, I don't remember what the, what the name of it is, but there is a flower. It's the flower and cocoa. What is it called? Um, marigold, I believe. I believe they're called marigolds. I did actually plant some last year. Oh yeah. The orange ones that they decorate everywhere uh-huh. with mm-hmm. the orange ones. So I planted some in a little pot last year. And by the time it was time for our ofrenda, they hadn't even bloomed yet. So it didn't really work out, but, but, <laughs> but I ended planning, up putting, I know I really tried, but I ended up planting them outside. So we still have them outside. I might cut some and put them on the, on the ofrenda. Cause that, that flower, that color is very much associated, um, at least in the Mexican culture with, with that honoring, with the honoring of the dead. So, so that flower and that color, anything that's that color, that vibrant orange color, um, anything you know that they liked in life, I'm in a, 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 a unique situation because I didn't actually, all the pictures I found on Ancestry are people I've never met before. Super weird to see all these eyes of people that I literally share DNA with, but have never actually met. So it's, it's interesting, but I think a couple more generations and that's normal, you know, like in Coco, he had people on his ofrenda that he'd never met before, um, because they were just, they died before he was born. So I don't think it's a huge deal, but uh, any, if you know what they liked, if you know, like their favorite food or something that you can reference them, you know, put a little, little offering there. I do know, I, I believe there's a bread that people bake in the, on the day of the dead. Don't know it. Called? You're looking at me like I, I should know, I know it. And I'm looking at me like I should know it, but I don't know it. <laughs> I made it. I actually cooked this in high school Spanish class. We celebrated, we had like a celebration and we we baked it. It's called pan de la muerto. Well, Mu- oh, muerta sounds pan about de, right. Pan de, pan de muerta. I'm butchering it. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's probably pan bread de los muertos. Bread. It's it's pan p a n d e and then muerta. Pan, de, pan muerta. de muerta. Yes. Yeah. Dead bread. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like bread bread of, of dead. the dead, bread <laughs> not of dead. Of dead. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so if you if you want to look up a recipe for that and just like eat it or place it, uh, you guys, Mexican bread is like the shit. By the way, if you've never been to a Mexican bakery, bakery, like side note, interjection, you need to eat some Mexican sweet bread and thank me later. That's all. So I would recommend Mexican this recipe, sweet bread, y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna actually. Pan de muerto. Sorry. Pan de muerto is the food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know sugar skulls are a thing. We didn't actually, we didn't do these um, last year, but if you're, if you want, like there's so many, uh, if you're inclined, j- just a quick Google search will give you like a compl- a laundry list of things you can do, but, it, but because it is so personal and it is so different from house to house, you really can't go wrong. If your intention is I'm, this is my sacred space to honor my ancestors and here's what I'm going to do for them. And here's what I'm going to put there. And it's all in good intention and love and light. You can't really go wrong. Um, if you don't have any pictures, you don't have to, you don't have to have pictures. Uh, you can just put stuff, (laughs) stuff, stuff that makes you think of your ancestors, stuff that you think would be good to put there. Uh, it really is so open. Um, it's fascinating, like thinking about how 
deeply we've lost connection with our ancestors and like when did it become so popular to like not connect with them anymore and I think like in our western civilization it's just this broad overview mentality of like well if I can't see it it's not real if I can't talk to them in the physical they're not here but it's like okay do you believe your wi-fi signal isn't real just because you can't see it obviously not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think I think that that is where it's led to, but I do know for a fact that when Christianity kind of came about, it was you're not you're not your focus is nowhere but JC, like the big big J. Okay, big you, J. <laughs> you're just you're just not allowed for 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 a hot second when the when the Romans came in, they banned any they they destroyed Druidic they destroyed the druids they completely burned it to the ground um completely and again freaking history just look it up i swear to god this is what happened because the druids were so verbal in their history they didn't write anything down they told stories they told they said poetry they they created their history they they passed on their history verbally and so all you have to do is wipe out the druids which they very much successfully did um, but but not allowed. You couldn't even burn incense for a while. You could not do anything that was outside of this Christian religion at the time. Uh, and so I think that even even today, if you're not religious, the the traces of that and the effects of that really kind of just they're just part of our life now. It has caused you know such a separation. Nothing else, not even nature, is above JC. <laughs> you can't even connect to nature um and you know I do have feelings about it but but again I'm not I'm not judging anybody if you do practice Christianity this is this is the history of Christianity so um that it is what it is and I don't know why you're listening to this if you if you are practicing Christianity but I do know a lot of Christians that love Halloween I know a lot of Christians that do not love Halloween and my son even in kindergarten last year he goes I've, I, I'm not going to say the boy's name, but he goes, blah, blah, does not celebrate Halloween. I said, oh, really? You know, that's, that's fine. Maybe they just don't. He goes, yeah, he said it was the devil's birthday. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what are you telling my kid? Like, the devil's birthday. That's funny. Which means someone told him it was the devil's birthday. It's just, it's very interesting. And, and I have people very close to me who are, who are religious uh, Christians and they just don't, they don't, they just they believe very similarly that it is the devil's birthday. So it is not, different it's not strokes the devil's for birthday. Different folks, you know, whatever. It is quite simply <laughs> in history, a celebration of the end of the year, which we do every year anyway. With that celebration, you're going to feast. You're going to honor your ancestors. You're going to stay gonna, away from the fairies. You're going to avoid the fairies because they will trick you <laughs> into going across the veil and then uh... you will be no more. This is um, hilarious. This is so much more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I love this topic. I really do. And it's, and I was telling Kelsey, I don't know if I said it on the podcast yet, but it is one of the few holidays that you really, that it couldn't be rebranded. Like, you know, Easter rebranded, Christmas rebranded, pretty much every holiday has been rebranded. Um, they couldn't stamp Christianity on this one. They, they renamed it. They did rename it. They did not, they couldn't, they couldn't take it though. It, you just, what are you going to do? The bobbing for apples is now bobbing for your soul. Like, what do you, what do you do? I mean, you it sounds really like it's even after all these years, 
the traditions have really not changed too much. If it's really like, you know, yeah. this trick-or-treating, this dressing up, this going around in the dark, like sounds pretty, like it hasn't really changed all that much. No, it hasn't. And that's, and and like with Easter, there's still some traces of Easter. Uh, Ostara is what it was in the pagan uh, situation. This is not the Easter show, but just a quick note that that was the, that was another harvest festival and it really celebrated fertility new birth, everything growing and just being very fertile. And that's where we get the bunnies and the eggs and all of those things. Oh, and by the way, Jesus rose on this day. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> like, like it did, they, they really did try. And if you are going to be successful in spreading a religion, that's what you got to do. You have to, if you're going to worship this tree, this is now the Jesus tree. It just is. This is now the Christian tree. Um, it, it's just very interesting that there's so much in Halloween that they 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 couldn't. And you're right, the the traditions really did persevere through the centuries. And it's funny, I've heard before that um, Halloween isn't really a big deal as it is in America over in the UK, which is so funny because it actually originated in Scotland and Ireland and parts of the UK. So they started it. We kind of blew it as we do Americans. Well, Americans are all about commercialism. If we can monetize something, we're gonna fucking monetize it. We, I mean, think of yeah. like uh, Cinco de Mayo is not even celebrated in right. Mexico at all. That is yeah. not what they celebrate as Independence Day. And here, people just use it as an excuse to get wasted, which St. Like, Patrick's the Day. American way, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day, same thing. We we were in Ireland on St. Patrick's Day one year, and that we heard from many people like this was not a big deal until like they closed it was like a solemn day it was like memorial day for them they closed everything it was a they closed the banks everybody just kind of i mean they would get drunk of course because they're celebrating but there was no like that wasn't the thing to do um until america well, got and a hold of it of this. and then we turned it into a crazy celebration from a capitalism standpoint halloween is like the best holiday because people are going to dress up as something different every year. So yeah. they're going to need new stuff every year. They're going to need a new costume. They're going to need different makeup, a new wig. They need to go get their pumpkins, blah, blah, blah. Like, whereas Christmas or Thanksgiving is usually the same, right? You're probably going to recycle some decorations. You're going to Well, do... but Christmas, you're always buying new stuff. Right. Because always. we like to buy new stuff. But I think Halloween from a capitalism perspective is like, yes yeah <laughs> we can yeah. sell them new Especially, stuff every year monetize the shit out of this day well and i don't think i don't know if many people know this but if you can target kids oh please don't sniff this don't just this is con context if you can target children for an ad for a holiday or anything you have it because they are going to bug their parents 24 <laughs> 7 non-stop until the thing gets done so like Anytime I see an ad on for Christmas or anything on the iPad, I know two seconds later before the ad's even done, my kid's going to ask for it. And then I'm going to have that battle to deal with. But uh, yeah, it is interesting if in, in Halloween was still is, but you know, it's, it's definitely an all people holiday now, but it was definitely targeted more for kids to kind of go trick or treating. And, and yeah, that's where you got success because kids make stuff happen <laughs> mm -hmm. like, I want to be a Jedi for Halloween <laughs> I want all this candy I need a new bucket yeah um yeah I just had a pillowcase when I was growing up I just went out with a pillowcase and I filled that pillowcase every year with candy. oh I don't doubt that what did you use <laughs> did you go trick-or-treating yeah 
I used to go trick-or-treating. It was funny because growing up mostly in San Diego, like Halloween was literally like the day where it started to get cold. Every single year, I was like, it's warm. I'm going to dress up something cute. I'm going to be like this princess that has no sleeves or I'm going to like, you know, just like my outfit's just like a leotard and whatever. And then Christmas, I mean, not Christmas, Halloween Eve happens and it is freezing like every single year. (laughs) It's like, okay, cool. This happens to me every single time. So that was basically yeah my relationship with Halloween I mean it was always fun I personally I love dressing up now in my adulthood I just base my outfits on like what type of hair I want to have what type of wig (laughs) I want to wear I'm like I'm like what's the wig for this year okay now I'm gonna pick my outfit based on what type of wig I want to have so that's just me but also I'm a very crafty person so I love that you can get so crafty with baking and pumpkins and Mm -hmm. whatever else like I cannot wait until I have kids and we can do all the crafts for all the holidays but also just every day in general because I am here for being creative with my hands so that's really what I like about the holiday but this year maybe I'll get a little more witchy with it now that we're talking more about that yeah I mean if you look at it as half half of it lifting of the veil connecting with ancestors half of it is that like spooky spiritual like connecting kind of thing the other half is setting intentions for the new year because january 1st was not always the first of the year for the for the longest time our entire culture revolved around harvest revolved around the weather revolved around nature and so we would tie our celebrations with the weather with the seasons changing and oh my gosh what a concept to revolve your year around the seasons changing. January 1st is no season changing. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> changes. It's just cold. Um, yeah. It's cold and then it's cold. But but I think it's just such a cool concept. So if you look at it from that perspective of like this Halloween is, um, is a new year. And if you're listening to this after Halloween, which some people do listen to our podcast on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and that's fine. If you are, there's the energy is still very active. Definitely, you can still take advantage of this. So set your intentions, make some wishes, you know, divine things, you know, there's a, I don't know the exact tradition, but there is a new year tradition. And I don't know if it was on Samhain or if it's just in general new year, but you're supposed to like something about an open door. And if somebody walks through it a certain way, it like says something, I don't know, you'll have to look it up doorway divination new year, and then see what comes up. But there is, I wish I remembered it because I did. I always wanted to try it. Burning cinnamon is a really good one for abundance and and prosperity and th- and health and things like that. Um, any kind of divination, any kind of, I feel like I'm talking like Harry Potter, but any kind of um, practice, spiritual practice that you normally would do, do it, you know, do it, do it on Halloween. It's a new year. It's a new year. Anytime you want it, but it is definitely uh, the, for year, for, for centuries, it is an ancient, ancient practice of celebrating the new year, bringing in that new energy on this day. Um, and again, this this is getting a little bit into detail, but the October 31st that we know now and the November 1st that we know wasn't always the same day because the Julian calendar turned into the Gregorian calendar or vice versa. I can't remember, but we don't have the same calendar that we used to have and definitely don't have the same calendar as the, the Druids and the Celts and the the pagans had so the day is a little bit off but it really is just about your intention anyway isn't it and it is very close it's closer to the new year that we used to celebrate than january 1st is i'll tell you that much so you really can't go wrong 
but I just think it's so fascinating. The history, the, 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 it's in our bones guys. Like if you, if you celebrate Halloween, chances are it's in your bones that you've been celebrating Halloween, your family, your ancestors have been celebrating some kind of uh, all how not all Hallows Eve, but Halloween or Samhain or some some Dia de los Muertos, some kind of celebration for centuries. It's older than time. It's older than our history. It's crazy. So cool. That is really crazy. I'm so, getting geeky. <laughs> well, speaking of getting geeky, let's bring in a controversial topic here that just popped into my head. So maybe the oh, listeners no. are thinking about this. This is literally never something I even talk about. So it's interesting that just like popped up as like, you guys should talk, talk on this. Um, but cultural appropriation as far as dressing up on Halloween. Oh. How do you feel about that? Let's just have an opinions conversation because we're not here to say right or wrong, what's right or wrong for everyone, but we can just give our personal perspectives. See, you can. You can give your personal perspective, but I am a white lady. So well, I basically for me. might as well be a white lady. Literally, I pull the card of what I need in the moment. If I need a scholarship, I'm going to pull the Latin American card. If I need... <laughs> If I need to blend in, I'm going to pull the white lady oh card. Like, it depends. Yeah, I got no cards. I have <laughs> Scottish, Irish, and German. Those are my cards. Um. Okay, well, look. Yeah, I don't know. You got to go first. You got to go first. <laughs> well, I can definitely see both sides. Or I can see why people would be upset if someone dresses up as, let's say, a Native person and they're not Native you know, or if mm -hmm. someone dresses up as a black person and they're not black. But at the same time, I kind of want to play devil's advocate a little bit because I feel like when we dress up as things for Halloween, it's usually not to make fun of the thing. It's usually because we want to be that thing for a day. You know, like when I was little, I always wanted to be a witch for the day or I wanted to be a princess or I wanted to be whatever it was. So I don't, I think if the intention is to celebrate that culture that maybe isn't your culture, and you're coming from that place of like, yeah, I want to dress as a geisha because I think that's beautiful and I want to study the history about it. And I think it would be cool to experience that because I'm never going to. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Maybe some people are going to correct me and say that is wrong, but I think it's just a form of self-expression. And if you look at it from a from source perspective and we're all connected, um, I don't see how it's wrong to explore a different part of yourself, AKA like channel a different culture through your physical being that maybe you're not going to experience in 3D reality. Yeah, I mean- It's really controversial because- It is really- I'm not I'm trying to be like that dumb white girl who's like, oh, it's me... not cultural appro appropriation, it's celebrating. But I mean, as let's say if I was more Mexican- if someone dressed up as a Mexican abuela, like like the character from Coco, I'm not going to be offended by that. I'm going to be like, oh, how endearing and cute that she wanted to be like this cute grandma from Coco. Like, okay, I'm let me let me kick you a scenario because I think this for this is how I put it into perspective. I look at it this way. If you have been, if your culture, your identity, something about who you represent as a person, who you attach your identity to, if that has been marginalized, uh, abused, treated horribly by the group of people that you are, that is dressing up as that, right. I think it's different. 
Now, that being said, check this out. Who has been the biggest marginalized group? If we're going broad terms, regardless of color of the skin, women have been (laughs) since the dawn of time. Well, not always. In Egyptian, you know, certain cultures really actually revered women for a long time until, anyway. So women have been, for the bulk of history, the the scapegoat, the the witch, the <laughs> the the person influencing the king, and all the po- the person that poisoned the prince, and all of these, you know, the this, the evil stepmother, and so many examples. Um, I I am very very much interested in history, and through that I've learned a lot. And through my learning, I have learned that when you can blame a woman, blame a woman. That is that is that is the thing. And still, if a man dressed up as a woman, I would think he was for Halloween. Okay. Put in the balloons for the boobs and all the high heels and wanted to try it out for a day. I would think he looked ridiculous and probably laugh. I would not be offended. Now, there's going to be people who think it's different. And I'm, I'm definitely open to hearing how it's different. But I think that it's for Halloween. It's expected to dress up as something you are not. And as long as you're being respectful, okay, Pocahontas probably looked a lot different than the cartoon made her. And if you're looking like slutty Pocahontas, <laughs> you could look like slutty anything. So just go as slutty nurse and leave Pocahontas out of it. Oh, um, man. I think, yeah, where it becomes unkind and detrimental is when people are obviously making fun of or when the majority is like, let's say, if there is a certain group of people who like destroyed that religion or destroyed that practice or destroyed that um, Native American tribe, like you should not be the person to dress up like that. (laughs) That would be, I think, where it becomes really insensitive. But I think also, I think there's space for, yes, you're allowed to be upset. Obviously, everyone's entitled to their own feelings. But at the same time, like, do we have to take everything so seriously? I guess that would be my challenge. Yes. And yeah, and I and I agree. And with you. I agree that I'm probably naive in the fact that I always assume people have positive intention. Oh, I never assumed. <laughs> I always assume I'm like, oh, they just want to celebrate that culture. Oh, they're just dressing up like that because they think it's really beautiful. Like I think of it as me, right? But I think I'm naive in the sense that truly not everyone is like that. So I I do I do okay. If my Mm, how do I say this? You know, I have a hard time with words in general anyway. Um, and I'm trying. Hopefully I'm not offending anyone. I'm sure that I am, but I'm real. it's really not my intention to offend people. So if you're like, yeah, don't motherfucking dress up as my culture. Like that's cool too. I get it. Yeah. You're allowed to have, everyone's allowed to have their own opinion, their own experience. I'm never going to sit here and say, I know 100% what everybody's going through. It's just not a thing that anybody can say. So if your experience in your life has has uh, proved to you or shown you that it is wrong for people to dress up as other cultures, 100% you are valid in that opinion. Um, come on the podcast and we'll talk about it. But uh, actually, maybe not. I don't know. If that's Why not? We'll open the forum. I just feel like in this, in this day today, with Halloween coming up, more and more people are like, hmm, should I do this? Should I? And they're asking the question. And I think that's important asking the questions i think that's very kind and considerate is this contemplate that thing to do what i don't want to see is a crushing of imagination especially in children if somebody 
if a little girl wants to dress up as the the new you know well I guess I guess what it would be is if a, if a little white girl wanted to dress up as Ariel the new Ariel and put dreadlocks red dreadlocks in her hair is that wrong because she sees nothing different between her and Little Mermaid except that she has dreadlocks I guarantee you that little girl does not see anything other than this is beautiful and I want to be beautiful on Halloween or I want to be like my idol who I who I really look up to um I think that it becomes a very slippery slope as most things do, you know, you, you want to correct a wrong and you want justice and you want uh, equality and equity, but you don't want to go so far where nobody has, where everybody feels silenced and nobody has freedom uh, to, to express themselves the way they want, especially kids. Can we just let kids be kids? Can we just say that kids can dress up as whatever they want? They are not a truck. But if they want to be a truck on Halloween, they should be able to be a truck. If you love the ambiance of sitting in a coffee shop while you work, but can't always get out of the house during your workday, then you'll love the Coffee Shop Sounds podcast. It's released bi-weekly, totally free, and features high-quality immersive background noise from America's best coffee shops. What a cool idea. Imagine having that amazing coffee shop atmosphere anywhere you're working or studying. And it goes great with music or by itself. Check them out totally free at sounds.coffee. And from there, you can find them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Once again, that's sounds.coffee. Enjoy. Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal, once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal, and that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back, and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. You know what I mean? Like adults, I do think is different because we're adults, but we're already, our souls are already gone and crushed, but kids, let's let the kids be kids. I literally just looked up an article. Well, there's a lot of funny questions on Google about this. Wait, let me go back and read some of them. Uh, Where is it? Okay. Oh, crap. I lost them. Okay, but here's the article. Going back to the article. Appropriation and appreciation. What is the difference? And this is by a lady named Ashley Wells in 2021. Um, But she gives an example here. Mm, While learning about a cultural activity, event, meal, garb, or other cultural aspects from a person within the culture who enthusiastically agrees to teach you is a great way to connect and appreciate a culture, buying or using iterations of cultural items like fast fashion, clothing, furniture, housewares, Halloween costumes, etc. that give no credit or compensation to the original creators is a form of appropriation. Here's a more specific example. Uh, Feather headdresses are all the rage at music festivals, but these are a tribal symbol 
of spirituality and status that don't have anything to do with these festivals. It's not that it's off limits to wear accessories from Aboriginal cultures, but context is critical. Does the context of Coachella have anything to do with the culture you're borrowing from? If not, then maybe you shouldn't be wearing that particular accessory. For this reason, some music festivals organizers have prohibited feather headdresses. Um, But basically her advice to distinguish between like appropriation versus appreciation. um, Number one, examine your own cultural beliefs. Knowing your own culture is one of the best ways to understand and appreciate other cultures. Number two, recognize and embrace cultural differences. Allow these differences to spark healthy dialogue. Number three, refrain from using sacred artifacts or symbols from another culture as an accessory. Um, four, ask yourself why. Ensure your intentions are sincere and genuine. And number five, be an ally. Engage in important conversations and help others to learn about cultural appropriation. I always thought feathers was less about natives and more about like bohemian lifestyle. That's interesting. It is. Bohemian is. Huh? Yeah, it I is. Said it, it is. is. Um, bohemian also is very, I believe very feather oriented i could be wrong and they are um a different culture <laughs> completely well i mean i'm sure feathers have been used in many cultures for many things i mean it's a resource yeah. from the planet <laughs> people guess... use feathers for pens people have used yeah. feathers for headdresses people have used feathers for jewelry i mean in medicine yeah in it, the it's... couch and your like in your coat there's a lot we of feathers to. going on everywhere we had to you know why because all we had was nature yeah and you used what nature gave you and guess what now we're going back to nature because we realized it's best but anyway i just felt like that was a conversation to be had on what you know what's the difference um i would yeah i mean i like the i like appropriation versus appreciation i don't think people are going to be looking for the distinction on halloween i don't think if if somebody walks up in so do you think like halloween is like free reign like you're meant to dress up as something different so you're meant to dress up as something different i think that if i if i yeah i i guess i'm putting you on the spot here the tough question i like the question i'm trying to formulate a response bonds that that feels real and true to me all the time because the problem with me answering any kind of question is it feels real to me at the time and then tomorrow I might feel differently or hear new information and change my mind you know yeah. I think we're all allowed to do that everybody you're all allowed to change your mind anytime you want to I think that Halloween here here's here's what I always believe okay Halloween is always meant to be fantasy and scary so so I stick, I've always, always stuck with fairies, witches, things that really aren't real. Um, my son's going as a Jedi. So again, fake. But I think Jedi's fake. Um, but I think that if you do want to dress up as a culture or a person that is real, then ask yourself some important questions. That's it. Like if if you ask yourself these questions, like, can anybody be offended by this? do I feel like offending anybody today? <laughs> and, and is it easier? Or maybe um, is it is it less, less of a burden to just pick something else? And if you still want to do it, do it. Right. And maybe like consult someone from that culture, like, is this offensive to you? Or is this cool? Like, 
Well, I, <laughs> yeah. And know very well that one person from one person from a culture is not everybody. I know a lot of people that of right. color that don't believe in appropriation really and just feel like we should all be able to do what we want with respect, yeah. of course, with respect, always, always. But then I know people who get really offended and, you know, so. Right. An example, like my virtual assistant, her name is Beatrice. She's awesome. Shout out Beatrice. She's a beautiful woman in Africa. And the first time I met her, she was wearing this awesome like headdress thing. And I was like, oh, she looks so pretty in that. Like, I wish I could wear one of those. But I bet if I wore one, people would be mad at me because I'm not black and I shouldn't be wearing that, you know. And I asked her, I was like, if you saw a woman like me wearing a headdress similar to the one you're wearing, would you think I look cute or would you think I look stupid and would you be offended? She's like, no, I would love it. I would think you would look great. So I think it, I mean, some people are going to be offended. Some people are going to be um, Can I celebrating it. Very, it just very depends. Ignorant white perspective on this. And I, and I, I think I'm adding labels, but I think that maybe because I've heard before that generally speaking people in africa don't see it the same way as people as black people from africa in america or black people in general yeah in america that makes sense because white people <laughs> have created helped very much helped create an environment where from a very young age people of color are meant to see themselves as different meant to see themselves as marginalized meant to see themselves as a certain way um and so, so that I, de I definitely think that can affect, well, why am I, you know, especially like back in the day, why am I being treated differently? But you can dress up as me probably like that does not seem right at all. Of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't uh, because it's not, it's not right. And I think that if you grew up in a different culture in Africa, for instance, you do see things differently because you're maybe not. Um, yeah. Everyone's going to see things differently based on their not experiencing life path the same, and their experience. Kind of but um, I think we should open up a dialogue about this on the Patreon. If you're watching this on Patreon and you can comment below the video, like let us know your thoughts in the most tactful, graceful way that you can. <laughs> and if you're listening on Apple or Spotify or whatever, please do not put your hateful thoughts into the form of a review because that is not the way to communicate how you're feeling. Send us, send us a message. Let us know. What are your thoughts? Do you think um, that it's wrong? Do you think that it's okay? Do you think it's context? I'm just like honestly curious and open to everyone's perspective. Yeah. So super curious. I mm -hmm. think I don't, I am definitely not going to say like, well, we should get one day a year where we should just dress up as whatever. <laughs> I think that we, we all deserve the opportunity to play and to uh, appreciate and, and always, if you're, if you're respectful and I think Kelsey, that's a great idea is consulting somebody of that, of that culture. And just being like, if I were to do this, how would you feel about it? And accept it if they are offended, like do something else. Like there's so many, there's so many options. <laughs> do it's like, else. Not insisting worth it. to be one thing for Halloween is like the same as insisting to be with like one person, like to get back together with your ex. And that's like the only person for you. Like, this is the only outfit for me. That's all I ever wanted to be for Halloween. And yeah. it's like, okay, you're kind of limiting the universe here. <laughs> I don't think I've ever dressed up as I was, I mean, I never got, I never got the opportunity to dress up as like a Disney character that I wanted to dress up as, but, um, or really any, I was big bird once. 
My mom <laughs> made me do it. And That's I was so amazing. upset. I was so upset all day because I got on the bus. <laughs> and the first thing the bus driver said, it was in kindergarten. The first thing she said was, oh my God, more like little bird. And I wanted to cry. I hated it. And I was like, everybody always called me little. And I, I hated am it. dead I from know. this visual right now. Yeah, it was like, a, it was not the best costume either. So it was like plastic feathers like plastic flat like you just cut the plastic <laughs> to make feathers you know yeah pretty fun oh, little man. little Lindsay. that was my nickname that's great still is for it. people that know me back then right. um anyway let's go to the patreon okay i love it hopefully you guys enjoyed learning a little bit about halloween hopefully we planted some seeds in your earbuds to just get your brain churning and contemplate different perspectives and Hopefully you'll do something fun on the day of. Take advantage of the veil being low. Take advantage of the new year vibes and get witchy with it. So have fun out there, guys. We love you so much. We're going to head over to the Patreon for the extended version of this episode. And that's where we post extended video versions of each episode every week. So if mm -hmm. you wish these conversations were longer, join the Patreon because they are over there. Um, and don't and forget the bonus content and members only stuff. Lots yeah. of stuff in there. Fun stuff in there. We love you guys. Hopefully you don't hate us for our cultural uh, appropriation nah, talk. I think that I think our <laughs> listeners are evolved enough to know that, first of all, it's not – I don't think it's super controversial what we said. I think we just want people to be respectful and talk about it, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I also think that if you have a different opinion, that's great. That's what we're here for. We're all here to – if everyone had the same perspective and same opinion on everything, this would be a very boring place. I respect all opinions because every experience is valid. And so your opinion is valid. Word. Doesn't mean everybody's going to agree. <laughs> True. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, on that note, we bless your Hallow's Eve and we hope you have a great one. Um, and we will talk at you again next week. Say Adios. hi to your ancestors for us. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our High Vibinate community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe. Every week we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes if you want to be also in the loop that way. And be sure to connect with us on social at lindsayrobinson and at kelseyaida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video, and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick, and super fun to be there. Also, leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one.